Josh Podcast. Say hello to the people who care. Nothing's better than friends. The Nosh Podcast. Because you know that your friends are always there. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Nosh Podcast presents Let's Be Friends. I'm Natasha. I'm Sarah. And I'm Chelsea. Um, before we get into how we're doing, wanted to put a call out to everyone to send us any significant friendship stories that you have. We'd love to share them on the pod and just make this less about us and more about you. We, you know, God knows we talk about ourselves enough. Uh, so it can be anything really a crazy story about when you went to the mall and you hung photos of yourselves around the, the mall or a really heartwarming story or someone that you're close with really stuck their neck out for you and it really meant a lot. Anything will do. You can send those to the Nosh Podcast at gmail.com. Or if you don't want to fuck with email, you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter at the Nosh Podcast. Um, and we can, of course, you know, keep it anonymous or say your name, whatever you want. We just want to share and create more of a community. Uh, so how is everyone doing? I'm feeling really weird. Tell us about it. Oh, I don't think there's a lot to it, but uh, the past like three weeks, I was not eating bread or cheese or sugar. And then on Thursday, I was like, you know, that's so boring and I'm <laughs> feeling really good. So I ate a, a cheeseburger and a, a mocha and it was delicious. And I felt okay. I felt you could even say not bad. <laughs> so I just kept it going. Um, and now I'm on like day three or four of eating all the shit I was eating before. And I feel really tired. And I think it has something to do with that. Was it? I don't worth know. It? Diet doesn't really have much to do with mood or <laughs> it doesn't have much to do with food. Diet doesn't have much to do with food. You're probably wrong. It's probably something else. Yeah, it's probably the stars, right? Cosmic. Definitely. Energy. The perceived planet collision that's going to happen tomorrow. Ex exiting my um, my neck chakra uh, and just whoo, exploding. So I'm feeling really <laughs> tired and lethargic. But tomorrow I'm going to feel really energized and awakened. Mm -hmm. this will really date us because you know people will be like oh my gosh that saturn uh <laughs> jupiter conjunction was back in december and it's like march right now yeah everyone's gonna comment <laughs> about that <laughs> everyone's gonna be like oh my god the world is normal again and it's not a pandemic anymore and these fools are talking about this shit yeah in um, march right yeah right? march <laughs> My birthday. Happy birthday to me. Oh <laughs> happy God. birthday, Natasha. I can't imagine that we... Yes, happy birthday, Natasha. I can't believe that we might go to another of your birthdays. I know. Quarantine. It's really upsetting as a person who really likes her birthday and the attention from others and, you know, spending it with other people. I'm anticipating another lonely birthday. But Sarah said, you know, it's different now. It's... You, we don't think we can give each other the virus just by, like, standing six feet apart. So... We can do something in secret if it's not illegal. Sorry, is Sarah a doctor? <laughs> well, like last year in March, that was at the very beginning of the pandemic. So that's when we were really shut down. No one was seeing each other. Like we were, you know, we really didn't know what was going on and we were all very like scared and weird. And, uh, but this March, you know, I think we'll have like a better understanding. This of, March we can go to yeah. Dave and Buster's. Yeah, we'll probably be at Dave and Buster's with like all everyone. So 
Um, can I tell you guys about something that I was thinking about recently? And by recently, no. I mean like literally this morning. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> or like last busy. night as I was trying to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell us. Let me let me tell you. Um, so I was having a conversation with someone like over text, and they said, "I mean, blah 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 blah." And then like a few lines later, I said, "I mean, blah blah blah," like whatever. Like I use that phrase. And first I was like in the morning yesterday. And then last night I was going to bed. I like had a panic because I was like, I don't know. For some reason I was like, it's kind of weird that I said that. And I was like, did that person say it first? And then I went back and looked and they did. And I like hadn't realized that I was just using the same language that they had used first. Am I making sense right now with what I'm saying? Like it wasn't a natural thing that you would have said on your own. You were just kind of parroting back. Yeah. I mean, that is something that I say that's like a phrasing that I use but I for some reason like I could just tell that it was not that I was I don't know like embodying it in a way that yeah. maybe like I wouldn't have used it otherwise it's not like I think, so foreign what I think we do that right we can kind of like yeah. morph ourselves and we talk in yes different ways with different people yes so, so I was kind of like, like using that like that person's language yeah and I so I like but it made me feel really weird. And I had like an existential crisis that I wasn't like an individual person and was like purely mimicking things that I was experiencing around me. And that like nothing that I ever say is original. And I'm only, cause I just have been, it happened another time too, where someone used a specific emoji and then I used that emoji. And then I like realized later, cause it was like not an emoji that I normally use. And I was like, I didn't even realize that I was doing that where I was like picking it up from them and then like returning it. And then, so uh, yeah, I, I told this to um, a few of my friends in a group chat. Sorry, not our group chat, different group chat. And um, Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and um, yeah, they kind of were like, you know, it's like really normal to mirror people. And I realized like maybe that that's something that I really rely on like I know that we all do it but I was thinking about like our our conversation around you know intergender relationships Mm -hmm. um and maybe part of the reason that it's harder to be friends with men sometimes is that I don't feel as comfortable mirroring their language and mannerisms because sometimes they're just so different than my like I don't know, but I was like, maybe that is part of it where it's like, if it's a girl and I, that's kind of like the vibe that I'm like used to mirroring and they're mirroring me. But if it's like a dude that like hangs out with dudes mostly and doesn't mirror my body language and then I can't mirror them without, like it's too different than my own. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, but I um, I also want to ask why do you have to mirror them? Like, can't they mirror you? Yeah. But I'm saying like, if I'm like, like maybe with some guys, it's like so different, like their body language and their language and stuff is so different than what mine is. Like I, that almost like as if I have, there's sort of like me and then there's like a little gradient that like I can go one way or another or whatever with, with people. But if someone's so far outside of that, then I have a, a harder time and maybe it's it's probably mutual. I'm sure girls are also mirroring my language and I'm mirroring theirs pretty mirroring easily. Theirs. And then maybe with like some men, it's harder. I don't know. Just a theory. I don't know. Just a theory. <laughs> That's how I talk. 
Um, how are you That's doing? Fascinating. Chelsea? That's really fascinating. Um, I'm good. I went on my friend date yesterday. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So followers of Nosh Heads will <laughs> remember that I asked somebody out on a friend date that I had been following on Instagram. And I was like, I really want to be friends with this person. So I just reached out to her and I was like, Hey, I hope this isn't too forward, but I'd love to like go on a friend walk with you sometime. What do you think? She was like, Oh my God, of course. Da, da, da. She was so nice. And we walked around the canals. I found out that she had one of the first celebrity cats who was named Colonel Meow, RIP. He I've since dove deep into the Colonel Meow verse and I really like him. I'm sorry he's dead because he's really cool. He looks, he's like um, a Persian, like a big fluffy cat. And he actually, for one year, won the Guinness Book of World Records for the cat with the longest fur at 10 inches. Oh my so God. he had really fucking long fur and a really angry face. Like he looks <laughs> like, like in the darkness, like if you think of like a cartoon of like someone being in the dark and then their eyes open and their eyes are yellow, like that's kind of how that cat looked like really like scary and so she kind of she got sort of like weirdly cat famous by like making memes of this cat like and it was sort of like right around the same time as grumpy cat like they came up together and Lil Bub if you know Lil Bub who always kind of looks surprised um so <laughs> that was kind of a fascinating thing to learn about and now I think we're gonna go on another friend date great yeah it was really fun and That's soon so, they so won't cool. be dates they'll just be Hanging Thanks. out with a friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting differentiator. <laughs> well, I always think it's weird when parents call like kids hanging out together play dates. Like, Why? Do you want to come over for a play date? Because it's just like we never, when I was a kid, we never had play dates. I had it play was dates. just like, well, I'm older than you. We didn't have, it was never called a play date. What did you call it? Just hanging out. We, we fucking opened our doors and walked down the street and just hung out with our friends. Yeah, if you like live near them, it's not a play date. But if you like have, if your parents have to like set it up ahead of time, I feel like that's I a play never, date. They, that word never reached my ears. Wait, Chelsea, I know you always say like, I'm older than you, blah, blah, blah. But we never addressed the fact that in one of our like long ago episodes, you said that like scantrons didn't exist when you were a child. <laughs> <laughs> and we looked it up and they were like invented in like the 70s <laughs> and I was born in the 80s so I don't I don't get what's wrong with that math um, <laughs> I'm so much older than you guys and times were so different <laughs> we I swear to god we never called it a play date Okay. No scantrons, no play dates. I would ask my mom, but she remembers very little from my childhood. So <laughs> you just have to take my word for it. I'm, just, I'm sure that's a you thing. I don't know if it's like a generational thing. You know? Well, only one way to find out. <laughs> Doing How? a poll on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In a few months. March. <laughs> Happy birthday, Natasha. <laughs> Happy birthday, Natasha. Um, are you guys ready to get into the episode? Yeah, this wasn't the episode, but like it's gonna get way better pretty soon. Um, we have a <laughs> we have a super special guest, um, a mutual friend of ours with different relationships with all of us, really. And um, it's a man. Speaking of men, 
He's a man. I don't know. <laughs> we spoke of men earlier. Let's bring it back. We spoke of men earlier. <laughs> uh, please welcome David Carzell. Hey. hey, what's up, y'all? How you doing? Good. <laughs> how are we doing? Great question. Weird. David, how are you? Did you like um, what we talked about? Yeah, it was fantastic. I was... What do you think of my mirroring theory? Scantrons and things. Uh, <laughs> what do I think of your mirroring theory? Oh, I don't know. Well, like, who would you be if it didn't matter? Wow. <laughs> you know what? Weird. I'm just going to get get right off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, great point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So uh, we usually start by sharing our like origin story with the person. So I th- <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> what origin story is like the best way to describe like having like a friendship. I fucking love that. It's so Marvel. It's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> the first movie in the series <laughs> before it ends in a huge battle that ends, you know, destroys most of, of the dies. world. Wow, spoilers. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty typical of a lot of I think Marvel things. Um, I guess they're all in one universe. Anyways, so yeah, I David and I, I feel like we we got we met first of this like quartet. Mm-hmm. Um and we were in a few different improv teams together what do you remember I don't this might be a hard question but do you remember any first impressions of me um <laughs> I I tend to have the same first impression about most people but cool. this I mean well no I'm just saying it it um my first impressions of most people is usually some version of this but I just remember meeting you and being immediately like kind of like taken aback and sort of impressed at your like sort of you-ness and then also also a little bit taken aback by the fact that it felt like you didn't know it I was like she's real dope I don't know if she knows how dope she is but she's dope (laughs) as fuck and I just remember that being the first sort of impression I had I was like oh man she's fantastic (laughs) wait can I ask a question so you guys Matt, so okay, we're in a in a West Side comedy theater quartet right now. Quartet, yeah. Is that only uh, apply to musical groups or no, any group before? No. Okay, uh, so we all met at the West Side comedy theater. We all met David at the West Side comedy theater, and you guys, did you meet on a team on Wichita? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so Wait, what year was that? Like twenty sixteen. <laughs> Whenever Wichita was. So 17, 16, 2017, around there, somewhere around there. Yeah. It must have been 2016 because you guys, so you guys were on Wichita and my boyfriend at the time was your coach. Yeah. Right. So, so you must, must have been 2016. Because <laughs> we broke up at, in March 2017. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It was. I was on the team before David. I got added to the team and they had already been a team for like a year or so, mm-hmm. I think. And then I got added and then I was on the team for X amount of time. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, actually it probably was pretty shortly after I got added. Cause when I, when I got added, like 
two or three people were like, okay, I'm out. And I was like, okay, good to know you, I guess. <laughs> um, and then they must have filled those spots. So David got added. And I think I probably the energy you were probably reading off of me at that time was like, I still didn't feel like part of the team. Like I felt like they were a team and I got added. Um, so I, I definitely remember that feeling of like trying to fit in or I don't know, find my voice on the team. And then you got added and I was like, oh, this guy is so cool. He's like way cooler than everyone else, here, <laughs> including me. Um, and also we were, I remember we were, we would rehearse at my apartment and I also probably had the energy of like, we can't make too much noise. So I feel like that was <laughs> like very prevalent, <laughs> which would block me from my, my, you, my meanness. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember, I think, I think it was very early days, but we did like an exercise where we paired up and then like shared like how we were doing right then or something like that. I totally remember this. I don't think I, do you remember? I don't even remember what I talked about, but I, I think I got like pretty vulnerable because I was probably in a very vulnerable <laughs> moment in my life in 2016. I must've had a job I hated, I think. Um, so yeah, I, I remember you were very, open you were like it's cool you're great it will be okay or something like that I don't know I remember the feeling exact same way in that exercise and I was like oh yeah she's yeah. I was I that was a that was a cool day for me I was very excited about being on Wichita that day <laughs> different from other days um but yeah and then yeah we were on that team together and then we were on like two or three other teams back to back like I wasn't even, we were on the alley team. I, and I think you texted me and you were like, are you going to do it? I was like, I'm only doing it if you do it. Cause I'm not just going to jump on the train. <laughs> hey, Charles. Yeah. yeah. And you guys were such a good team. I remember watching you. Um, I ended up being on the, like the, what is it? Not predecessor, but the team that followed that team with the same coach. And it had like kind of similar goals mm -hmm. and energies and me too. And, and you and Sarah, yes, we're on, we're on that team. But I just remember. I have like a distinct member memory of seeing you guys on stage and I can only remember you and Natasha, but you worked so well as a team. You would just do this thing where you would like come out and one person would say one thing and then the next person would add on to it. I mean, it was improv, but it was all like very well done because the team just moved together so well as a unit. And I remember just being so inspired and like energized by you guys. You were such a good team. That's nice. I feel like a lot of people thought we were weird as fuck, but you know. I, you were, I, but I loved that. Yeah, because you guys had that weird intro. Sorry. We did have a weird intro. No, I was just going to agree. I think people did think it was weird, but I think it was like, it was really one of the first things I was on where I, I was acutely aware of the fact that like, it's just about like, no matter what the the individual pieces of the team are, like if we're all sort of kind of aligned in like, you know, purpose or whatever we're doing, it's gonna like work out. It may look weird as shit, but like we're all kind of weirdos and it and it worked for whatever reason. But I remember that team being really, really cool. I was really 
uncomfortable when uh like I got moved off that team <laughs> I think similarly because Sarah and I ended up being on like Charles II which is like the team that was kind of the second version of your team and we had this experience we've talked about before where it was just so fun like there are so many times in improv where you come off the stage and you think about your own mistakes or you're like fuck why did I do that but you're just as you're saying like we moved together so much as a unit like I always left the stage being like wow I had a lot of fun with those people like I wasn't thinking about myself at all which is insane that like we were able to achieve that yeah Al's a great coach too. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Al. And well, listeners, we'll have Al on in the future. If he yeah. agrees. He hasn't agreed yet. I feel like he'll do it. <laughs> we want to have him on. <laughs> he will. He's going to blow your minds. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, even but- beyond um, being, I, I really appreciated being on the same team with you for so long. It was a really nice constant. And I felt like the same as you, like if there was another team, well, luckily we just kept right, getting right. on the same team, but, but if there wasn't, if there was a different scenario and we weren't on the same team, I definitely would have had a second <laughs> thought. I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> it was just really fun um, to have. So then how did you guys you. move from being improv pals to being regular pals off, off stage pals? Um, I feel like we started talking, we like would text about music. I feel like that might have been a thing that got us out of the improv bubble. Sure. Yeah. Sounds (laughs) sounds like a move. That's it. That sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know, just always felt really comfortable with David. I don't really know. Same. Just felt really natural. Didn't really, nothing felt like I was like trying to be like, how do I be an exogenous friend? I was just like, fuck it. Like she's dope. That's yeah. It. I wish I had looked. I feel like I don't even know if it would still be on my phone because you know when you change phones, maybe your texts don't carry over. But I I don't know. I, I have a memory of texting. Maybe I texted Sarah or something that was like, I think David and I are like really friends. <laughs> I feel really like I cool. I feel like you did text me something like that at some point. <laughs> yeah, because I'm the kind of person that I do like. I'm very consciously aware of like who I want to be better friends with. And I like strategically will try to like text them or like hang out so that I'm like, all right, we're doing this. Oh yeah. And we, I think a, this is so silly, but I feel like a significant moment was also we went to a movie together and that was like really, I don't know. Oh, I was going yeah. to movies alone a lot. And then you were also going to movies alone which we, I, I really like going to movies alone and so do you, <laughs> but we also, <laughs> I think what, I don't even remember what movie, what, do you remember what movie it was? Fuck, no, I mean, we've seen a few together, so yeah. I don't know, but like, I just remember being like, yeah, I fucking not like going to movies in Tajer, I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. that's, going to movies with someone, well, I feel like when I, I used to only go to movies with other people, and then when I studied abroad, no one else really wanted to go see movies. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to do this crazy thing, which is called going to movie by yourself. And then I got really into it. I was like, oh, this is great. I don't have to worry about the other person and how they're like perceiving the movie. If they're having a good time, if it was my choice, like I picked this movie 
And then it's kind of weird. I'm looking over at them like, are they having a fun time? Are they regretting that <laughs> they're going to this movie with me? So I just started mostly going by myself or like with my mom because she loves going to movies. Um, but going to movies with you, I felt like I was like, oh, okay. He's going to have his own experience. So am I. And then we're just going to like talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking a lot. Um. <laughs> so wait, so would you go to movies as though you were going by yourselves, but together? <laughs> you like sat in different places in the theater. <laughs> Just subtly acknowledge her. Like, oh, guys. Oh, you oh, happen you. to be here too. How interesting. <laughs> oh, our seats are right next to each other in an empty theater. Who knew? <laughs> They assigned us these seats. We did not self-select these seats. <laughs> so did you guys go to movies a lot? Or like, what did your kind of early friendship look like in terms of hanging out and talking and that kind of stuff? No, it's weird. Cause also you gotta remember that, like, I think we're also, all of us, uh, those lines sort of blur in and out, especially when you're on an improv team, because it's like, we're spending so much time together. Like, and that's not just rehearsals and shows, which are two days a week. It's rehearsal shows, after shows, other shows, our friend shows. We're all, so all of that, it's weird to like turn it into like little things, like playing by anybody else's sort of external sort of ideas of what like would mean that we're like having a specific friendship. It's like, I just spent five hours on a Monday with you <laughs> and what doing a jam. And then we kind of got drunk at a bar. Like you can't really quantify that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and improv is really vulnerable. Too, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so you end up kind of opening up on this level that, I mean, it's not necessarily, it's not the same as sitting at a bar and talking to someone about your life. You're like open and raw and like, pretending to be goats together or something you know yeah and rehearsals too like it, it's like mm -hmm. even in the act of doing it we have to be so fucking open I mean you've, we've all seen some version of the other one like be so frustrated with whatever was happening in a scene that we're like almost on the verge of tears or actually crying like in a rehearsal mm -hmm. like that's that's some shit you don't get from like me and you know, Alan, who went and hung out at a bar three weeks ago, like that's not the same amount of intimacy. So yeah, I think by the nature of how we met, things kind of are all a little over the place. Yeah. And it's also commitment too. Mm. You know, if you're showing up consistently week after week with the same people subconsciously, yeah. And consciously, I think you're, you're committing to each other without even really necessarily knowing each other that well at first. <laughs> The strange yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, I mean, most most of those early teams rehearsed at my place. So it's not like I could check in or check out. <laughs> but like that repetitiveness can sometimes, if you're not really feeling like creatively you want to do this, you're just like, whew, okay. And I had another, got another week. But I, I do feel like um, David being there made it more fun same <laughs> so cute so sweet <laughs> is a powerful beautiful beast and i miss her yeah she'll come back at some point different super different wait who is improv, improv. oh 
improv as, like, as a, you know an entity that lives and, and breathes yeah so I'm curious like how your relationship evolved and from then on and also just kind of what is it about each other that you feel is like a special or like about your specific dynamic and friendship from either of you <laughs> I feel like I'm talking a lot so I'm gonna make okay. David go okay <laughs> uh I think with sort of the nature of um, vulnerability that I would say kind of comes with the nature of our relationship, improv, performing, whatever, that level of vulnerability, I think, um, is reflected sort of in a relationship. And as far as like any sort of like stages go, I think the thing that really defines, I feel like my friendship with Natasha more so than any other one that I've ever had is my personal willingness to be okay with wherever either of us are at that time. So without trying to like turn that into like an expectation for, you know, I think a lot of time we do this with like relationships, like, oh, like I have an idea of what being a friend is and I want to impose that on somebody else, or we, we both better have the exact same idea of what friendship is. And I gotta, and if they don't meet that, then there's this weird friction and tension and confusion. There's that key, Keegan, key and pill text sketch where you're like everybody's misinterpreting text messages and shit. It's confusing. So I think for me, being okay where I was and also being okay with wherever Natasha was, but still having the willingness or the like, I guess even that within itself was enough for me to be just cool with wherever, whatever form our relationship was taking that day, that month, that week, whatever. And without any of that stickiness, stickiness, I think things kind of naturally flow, at least for me, I don't want to speak for you, but like, at least for me, they, they sort of naturally flow in a way, like if we had forced, you know, if I had said like this weird shit to Natasha, like in 2016, that might not have flew. But like, just because we weren't like pushing things or whatever, we got to sort of discover the level of wherever we are at that moment, which has been really great for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like you expect anything from me. Um, like whatever, like what you just said, whatever we are able to offer is enough. Um, which I feel like with, I do feel like that with other friends, but I feel a really, a great sense of trust in our friendship um, yeah. that it doesn't really, um, it doesn't have to be related to how much time we spend together. Cause now, you know, we haven't really hung out as consistently <laughs> for right. a while, but I still feel like we're good. And I feel like if I, wanted to it's not even that I would want to like catch up I would just you know we would just hang out and we would find out what was going on at that time but I I, I wouldn't feel like I needed to get like okay since March what's been going on like categorically yeah. um, which I might feel with other people that I hadn't talked to in a while or hung out with as much as I used to um and 
yeah, I've always felt that trust um, that I think you, you really see me and I am, a, I'm like aware of who you are and what you represent and your, like your personality or you, your Eunice is very unique. Uh, it's not, it's very unlike other friends that I have, other people that I know you're very special. So, um, that's always really exciting for me to like learn more about you and learn more what you're thinking about, which I think we'll probably touch on later on in the pod, um, with respect to like spirituality. Um, but I also feel like you do have, like you're both like grounding and, and expanding at the same time. Um, because I feel like you see me here on planet earth, but you also like bring out bigger ideas and help me like contextualize like the real things that are happening in my life with like greater awareness or greater themes that that really ha has helped me. Same, same, like, yeah, absolutely the same shit. Like it's, don't even know, don't even fucking know. It's been the, the, I mean, all of y'all, to be honest, like are really, I would say just, I like do like a bunch of lives and stuff. And I, I'm like constantly sort of referring to just how the lessons and dope like examples that y'all set as just humans, right? Without trying to like do any like weird shit. Y'all aren't like out here, like just let me tell you about my Crystalla day. It's just like, just by the nature of y'all's youthness is just, a shining sort of example, which I probably purposefully surrounded myself with a bunch of folks this like this because I'm so, I have a higher propensity to kind of go in the other direction. And so many like beautifully grounded humans are just like enough to, if I'm like up here, Sammy's like, no, Natasha's like, no, Natasha's like, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and not to like tell me that's not the move, but to just be like, just because of you, who you are which is fucking crazy. I mean, that's everything to me. Aw. And cut. I feel like we got <laughs> enough content for years of friendship pod out of that. That was beautiful. I mean, obviously you guys have an incredible relationship. I think, can we maybe look at it from the Sarah and David dynamic now? Yeah. Because I was you have say, your own friendship too, which yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah, I feel... I feel like I made you guys be friends, but I don't know if that's just my like self-centered like narrative. <laughs> but I definitely at some point said to it, both or one or one or both of you at different times, I was like, I feel like you guys should like hang out one-on-one. -on -one. I feel like you would have a lot in common that maybe you just haven't, you just haven't talked about, but it's like pretty obvious. So I don't know if I made that up, but. Definitely said that to me. <laughs> Yeah. What, when did you start hanging out? What were your first impressions of each other? I don't remember. Like I, I have a weird, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember that I didn't always know you at the theater, but I don't remember meeting you. Like, I don't remember when, I mean, obviously I think it was probably around from you being on Wichita yeah, I feel like it might have been. I think the first time I remember talking to you was at a party. Was it at out in the alley? Big West Side parties. Probably, yeah, yeah, something like that is probably the first thing that I remember just because 
I remember like being really excited, like low key, I guess this is like a fucking West Side secret. Like for West Side parties, I really like going to them because people are usually obliterated (laughs) and they're really open. So I'll always go with the specific intent to like not be obliterated and just be super present with people so I can get like the realest selves and like their most unfiltered shit. So I'm like a beer in and everybody's like, whoa, let me tell you about everything. And I'm like, fuck yeah, all right. What's the tea? How do you feel about yourself? What are your hopes and dreams? And I, and like, so usually I get people to open up like that, which is a lot of fun for me. So I definitely was at a party where I remember meeting you first and I was like, oh shit. Because you're not like, you're not the like turned up queen either. So I was like, wait, she's not wasted. We're having a conversation. I definitely remember thinking, man, I may have had too much to drink. I hope that I don't forget how dope Sarah or Sarah was. I definitely didn't remember your name at the time because it's just not the way my mind works. Um, you just remembered my like aura and energy. <laughs> 100%, yeah. But I was just like, I hope she doesn't forget like how like we had a really cool conversation next time I see her like I hope she wasn't fucked up or something but like I just remember being like really excited going back to my car after talking to you do you have any idea what we talked about what do we, no. we only talk about one thing Sarah I know okay so yeah the, I think the first <laughs> I don't remember like really meeting you but I do remember I think what was like one of our first conversations where we like talked talked in depth about like our spiritual journeys and I think you kind of told me a little bit about yours and how you had kind of I'll let you talk more about that if you want to but uh like went through this like long period of just (laughs) sort of intense spiritual awakening and then I told you about like my journey with it too and I feel like that was sort of like one of the first I remember having like, I knew that you were really into spirituality and I, it's not something that I was really, I think, talking to anyone about that much at the time, like anyone at the theater. Um, I had like a, you know, very spiritually focused like group that I had been friends with previously, but at the theater, I feel like that part of me wasn't really that known. So I had, I remember having like a little bit of like, I want David to know that like, I get what he's talking about. (laughs) Like, or I like wanted you to know that like, yeah, just that I was like relating to you. Cause I, I feel like at the time too, maybe, maybe I'm not remembering this right. I'm, I'm not sure, but I feel like it was a little bit still in your period of feeling out how to relate to people with your sort of like new consciousness and new awareness. And, and I feel like there was a part of you that felt maybe a little bit alone with it, or just didn't really know if other people had that same awareness. Um, and I wanted to be like, I get it. Like, talk to me about it. (laughs) Or like, I wanted us to like connect in, in that way. Yeah. Which was, you know, from more of like an ego. (laughs) perspective yeah I totally remember that feeling of of definitely wanting a feeling sort of and honestly it wasn't really it was more of a a a most people thing because I I would find personally that I would like it's LA so LA has a massive sort of spiritual community and up, up until that point I didn't even have the context for what I was dealing with 
to be spiritual for at least a couple of years before anything. So even when, so when I did finally kind of, somebody gave me that context or that construct, I was like, oh, okay. Well now I can sort of be like, these are people who I may be able to speak to and I might have a lot in common with whatever. And LA let me down. <laughs> I was finding that it was a completely different understanding. I literally just did a two hour live about this, but it was a difference of that I can't really get into right now. But so it made me, it did sort of, I would say, make me feel sort of alone and a bit more standoffish because I was just like, I don't even really want to go. I don't want to say the S word because I think somebody, because I know, I know where this is going to go. And I, at the time, don't think I was as practiced at or as skillful at um, meeting people where they were and sort of uh, letting them discover their own sort of limitations and then step out of them in real time. I think I was more so attached to this idea that if I tell you, then you'll know and then you'll stop. Um, but now, especially these days, I'm more interested in uh, being, being, but also uh, if we are gonna like talk about that and there's something that I'm like, oh, well, this might be, if we just move this here, this might be a little more useful for you. I'm more interested in just by the nature of having a normal conversation with you, uh, watching you discover that for yourself. And so, but at the time I definitely wasn't cause I was just like, I don't fucking, I don't want to deal with it. Cause you're going to, it's going to get weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was the beginning of our relationship. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I mean, I, LA is a strange place. Like I've found some of the most amazing healers here and I've also found very like like facade that facade is there a lot and there's a lot of people who use that word and do tarot and ha have crystals and do all the spiritual things but don't really have that consciousness to you know it's still very based in um the, I don't know, like the physical world. Yeah, it's so it's, it's the same thing. It's just it's the same yeah. thing. It's just a different. Whatever. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just using spirituality and spiritual words on top of the, you know, whatever they're experiencing or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, right. It it I yeah. So, but that being said, I very quickly also realized, and also was very aware at the time. I was like, this is different because I still I talked to some people at theater. I was like, that I got that was a vibe. Um, but talking to you was different for whatever reason. And I really connected. And also, uh, I loved Morgan. I thought Morgan was great. So I knew you were great too. Like, I just like, it was like a cosign and whatever, you know, regardless of whatever happened. But like, I think that that was something that I just remember taking very seriously. Cause I really kind of, uh, respected Morgan's perspective on a lot of things. Yeah. Morgan was their coach and my, my ex-boyfriend. Um, so yeah. And then I feel like over time, we just had more and more conversation. I mean, I don't think we've had a single conversation where we didn't just talk about <laughs> what we were both kind of like experiencing consciousness wise and, and what we're thinking about um, and just kind of how we're relating to everything. And I feel like we've both grown a lot and, and you've always been, you know, a teacher. I think you're always kind of drawn to that, like you said 
at first you were kind of wanting to maybe like teach by telling and now you you're you approach it so differently and um yeah so it's interesting to like see that shift too and I feel like I had you on my podcast which I'll just go ahead and (laughs) promote right now (laughs) uh conversations with Sarah is the name of my other podcast and David was on it a couple times talking about art and intuition and spirituality and um like, so I feel like I've always loved having those kinds of like very deep conversations with you. And I feel like I always am learning something and you're always kind of, I feel like every time I talk to you, you like, remi- like, it's such a good reminder. Like you always remind me of like, if I'm caught in some kind of thought construct or something like that, you always, I feel like help me go like, nope, wait, look this way and kind of like either reorient me or untie some knots for me or kind of like expand I would say you you do the same thing possibly for me but just in the opposite direction Mm because usually um I'm sometimes I can get so like accustomed to sort of living at the end that I can like just for all intents and purposes like become so (laughs) non-involved in like people and stuff Mm -hmm. that um you'll bring up things that I'm like oh like uh, whatever it is, something that you're dealing with in your life. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I should probably check in for that. Like, because not just, it's not just about like, you know, uh, maybe reminding you of whatever, but like also reminding myself that like being myself in relation to uh, sort of these constructs and things like that is going to be more useful uh in the long run for people as well um and so it's it's allowed me it's been more it's it's helped me to be more sort of aggressive with i mean without getting too philosophical just sort of living like the nature of of living in um in wherever that i'm doing whatever i'm doing uh and like i said y'all are all really great reminders of that for me which i appreciate obviously Damn, David, this is making me want to be better friends with you. (laughs) (laughs) Facts, 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 facts. It's amazing. I mean, what do you think? Like, will you have me? Can, I mean, because we don't, we don't really, I mean, obviously I know you. I feel like you've always been around. I've always seen you on stage, but we haven't really hung out. No. I'm very. Like, I love everything you say. Oh, yeah. I'm probably one of those wasted people (laughs) that's, like, majorly opening up to you. David's like, actually, Chelsea, I know everything about you. (laughs) We've had some really dope discussions at some parties. I'm not even going to lie. That's true. No, no, no. I do remember that. I do remember that. Um, Well, one thing thing that the girls will tell you, uh, Chelsea and Natasha will tell you, is, like, I'm, like, I'm a hardcore introvert. Like, I'm... I'm just put me in a hole. I'm good. I'll lose years. So I'm not the, I'm not the reach out to my friends guy. I'm never that guy. I used to fucking, I really wanted to be that guy. It's just, it's not going to happen. So So if I want to be friends with you, I have to initiate basically. I have to do all the work. Unfortunately, I I have become better at this, but I will definitely say like, I, it's something that I really, I definitely try to work on because I'm, people oof my fiance is the opposite uh Sam y'all all know her, but Sam's like 
she I think she's aware of her sort of introverted nature so she consciously like goes out of her way to be like let's try do this we're gonna do something blah 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 blah, blah. and like I'm like yeah. that's the move like appreciate that example but me I'm literally like I think sort of the way I sort of I guess go in the different direction of that is when I'm in the actual situation I'm like well I'm here I'm gonna show up completely I'm not gonna you know what I mean? I'm not going to be like worried about like, oh, I didn't talk this person in or any bullshit, whatever. Like I'm going to show up completely whenever we're here. When I'm not here, I might not be like, I might just be on some bullshit. But when I'm here, I'm all the way. I want to be here. And that that's, uh, but that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be the coordinator. Maybe that's a, one of the reasons why you and Sammy work so well together. Cause she's an amazing coordinator and an amazing connector. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's really good at like, oh my God, I have this incredible, like, creative thing that I have just low-key been working on outside of work hours for the last six weeks <laughs> and we, I want you to be part of it and you're like what okay yeah of course anything you want me to be part of I will be part of um so I, I bet you're a really giver. great team yeah I, I believe it <laughs> so I want to know like obviously spirituality plays a really big role in your I mean it's it's everything to you kind of low-key right <laughs> it's, sure it's, it's my everything. job right now. It's your job. <laughs> it's um, yeah, yeah, it's where. And so I'm I'm gathering that you had like some kind of spiritual awakening, right? And then you've had an evolution of how you relate to people given this spiritual awakening. Did were did you have any friends who were just like the fuck dude? Like <laughs> like who were kind of like weirded out by it or didn't know or like it seemed like a big shift and were they were surprised by it or anything or were most people like okay yeah we're um, we're on this journey with you um a like lot how did, caused, how did it affect your friendships if it i did? caused a lot of problems because of the sort of nature of my experience um you know you have like rich friends yeah. And they don't have any kind of concept of any shit that's like you're dealing with. Like, they're like, let's just get, get on the plane. What's the problem? Yeah. Um, you're like, let's get on the plane. What's yeah. the problem? The astral plane. Yeah, like, I was <laughs> I um still and this goes back to what I was talking about with with uh, Sarah I didn't under I li- it was such a visceral experience to me also I didn't have the context of spirituality so you have to understand that like a lot of folks come into spirituality trying to get something they're trying to reach enlightenment I want to get this thing and for me a lot of shit just happened and it wasn't until much later in trying to to get a, get a handle on it as it were that I ended up getting the sort of context of spirituality. So when I was talking to anybody about it, there was this massive sort of disconnect because I think a lot of people understand this stuff intellectually, educationally, and uh, a lot fewer tend to have an actual experience. Um, And even if there is sort of that experiential thing, uh, sometimes, I don't want to say unfortunately, but sometimes it's, still attached to the drug that I did once, right? Going on a retreat, ayahuasca, or do the yoga stuff. And I understood 
from not a philosophical perspective, but from an experiential perspective that yes, all that stuff is cool, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like what is sort of is. And so for me, that, that did create some issues with uh, friends, but mostly I would say that was my doing, but that being said, it was a challenge from having such a profound sort of ego identification to flipping to the opposite end of that and, and uh, to still sort of have a very intense sort of spiritually egoic identification. But um, just even that switch though was a lot for a lot of people. And I think the thing that really got helped me get over that was just, uh, I gotta be okay with being me. Like, it's not something that I'm doing. This is just what it is now. And that really was useful. And when that was more the way that I walked through life, it made it a lot easier because I didn't have to like, I'm not, I don't gotta tell you shit. Like, this is just what it's gonna be. If we're sitting down and we're talking about salt and pepper, <laughs> this might get weird, like, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> and not in a showy way, but just kind of that's what the, I'm the, You know, the salt isn't white. It's the lack of the black, like <laughs> that's that makes it salt. <laughs> and it might have its own flavor, but you only think they're different because of, you know, the way that society has constructed the cooking for you. And it just might go there and you just have to be okay with that. Working online has given me space also. I, yeah. I, I use that story. I use the whole friendship thing as context and people, cause I get a question, a lot of questions I get are like, yo, like how did that affect relationships? And I was like, honestly, like being able to move into the online space created a, an amount of space and distance between myself and any of that for the people who I was closest to. So they could just sort of see what it was and take it or leave it. Like you can keep scrolling and we don't have to talk about it, but it also was sort of a valve release for me to just kind of, it was just, the information, the whatever, it was all just kind of coming. And I really didn't, there was no sort of channel for it. So it gave it sort of a designated space so that I could be myself, but not sort of have that infringe on uh, friends and family and stuff like that, which has been mm. really great. Yeah. You're talking about motivational speaker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On uh, TikTok and Instagram. Cool. Yeah, and it gives a, a way for people who are interested in that and want that to find you. And yeah, create that it, dialogue with. It you. made it really clear, like for what which one of my friends, like I'm like, yo, like this is cool with you. Like people are showing up and be like, oh, okay, like this is, and so like I'll know. <laughs> like also, like some friends are like not like sort of here for that, but that's cool. Like it's whatever. Uh, but it's cool to see like folks who I never would have guessed. Like I had one of my managers clients who I was in acting class with years ago uh hit him up and was like I really look forward to different Instagrams and I was like this guy really <laughs> all right and he like follows me and stuff and he's really kind he's amazing I'm like all right tight like didn't know it's a way to be impactful um in a, in a way that you might not have been able to before if with that direct confrontation or direct conversation for sure so I think um so it's clear to me that spirituality plays such a big role in your friendships in that you're talking about it a lot, but I guess I, or, and <laughs> yes. And, um, I would love to know, like, to what degree you see friendship as a spiritual act. 
Chelsea, man, could y'all all stop? What are y'all doing, man? Come on now. <laughs> Jesus. Look, this is our church. We don't go to real church. We just come to you with our, with our big <laughs> Oh, man. The role of spirituality and friendship. Honestly, I, I, um, I think it's just the sort of nature of everything, I, I think, is really sort of simple. Uh, I think it's kind of just one thing. And when we look at something like uh, friendships, per se, I think there's the temptation to create an attachment to like an external expectation, living in the past uh, or like, you know, anticipating or dragging the past into the future. Um, and the opportunity that I think any friendship provides you with is to be fully present and not need be constantly in a state of seeking validation from this other person right when you're not i don't need you i think that's the sort of nature of vulnerability which is i'm going to show up with what i bring to the table you're going to show up with what you bring to the table and uh i don't need you to agree with me or make me feel whole or full or loved or interesting it's just we love each other it is what it is and um yeah i think that's the way that opens you up to discover new information about yourself as well as them for them to take what they want i think also natasha really hit on the, the realest point which is like i think the nature of building that trust is everything like once that trust is there, I don't need you to show up. You can be a complete and total a-hole to somebody. You can do something that I don't agree with. And that's fine because I don't need you to make me okay. So I can show up for you however I need to, which is something that you see people always give people in like the media like shit whenever they somebody gets canceled. And it's like, well, that's my friend, right? I think something that's desperately missing from the whole cancel culture dialogue is the nature of you have never 100% agreed with anybody in your entire life. Like you can't find a person in your phone who you're like, who's the person that, that you could pick up the phone and call right now and say everything you've ever said, I agree. Like they don't exist. So for me, that really turns the, the sort of, the, the places the onus back on personal responsibility and dealing with yourself. It doesn't mean I'm not gonna negate something, right? If you're doing something that's harmful, now all the more I can be like, yo, I don't think that was the move because I'm not worried about you, like not liking me or any of this. It's like, we're friends, I trust that, yo, this might not have been the move, right? You may, maybe shouldn't have did that. Natasha does it all the time. Like, and that's, she's very nice. But like, but that's, I think that's a part of it, right? So for me, uh, yeah, I think it's an opportunity to engage in like trusting and vulnerability and openness, but also to constantly be reminding yourself that, you know, it's about you validating yourself, your own experience, because if you are going, if you're looking to that person to be that for you, it's going to be toxic. It's going to be codependent. It's not going to be, nobody's going to want to be that. We all have those friendships that you're just like, we don't even need to do this anymore. Why are we still pretending? So, and that, for that, I feel like that's sort of, a spiritual perspective, I guess, if there is one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> We're all speechless. <laughs> I'm just like, 
I don't know what to say. That was perfect. That was like God channeled through you. Yeah, <laughs> but God doesn't exist. He's just, sure. you know, around. Anyways, <laughs> all uh, of us. <laughs> God is in all of us. Right? <laughs> yeah. Or or outside. Yeah. Or inside. Or inside. Or Dao that can be described is not the enduring and unchanging Dao. The name that can be named is not the enduring and unchanging name. You can't describe the indescribable. Who knows? Exactly. Yes. Great yes. point. I think that's an amazing place to end <laughs> <laughs> or begin. You know, that's it's a all <laughs> But David, can you tell the folks one more time where they can find you? Because you uh, have an incredible series online. Uh, please follow me at Fotivational Speaker. That's F A U X motivational speaker uh on instagram and tiktok Un- uh is there an underscore yes there is okay doesn't matter we can put it in, in you the show in check also. natasha keeping you in check <laughs> constantly could you just not could you not in front of everybody please in front of the nosh it's motivational underscore speaker at tiktok or on tiktok and instagram thank you at tiktok.com Thank you so much, David. Yeah. And and thanks everyone for listening uh, to another episode. You can find us at the Nosh podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us the Nosh podcast at gmail.com. If you have been liking this new series and want to give us some love, we would love to for you to leave us a review on the uh, podcast app on the iPhone or google version of that uh you know if you don't want to write anything just five stars would be lovely um but i love you all and we'll catch you later in the group chat you can always count on me and i can count on you good times bad times in between but friends will see me too say hello to your friends the nosh podcast say hello to The Nosh Podcast. Cause you know